Your son, he's gone. He was weak and foolish, like his father. So I destroyed him. There's a word in Korean. Inyon. It means providence. Or fate. Do you believe in that? That's just something Koreans say to seduce someone. What a good story this is. Childhood sweethearts who reconnect 20 years later and realize they were meant for each other. In the story, I would be the evil white American husband standing in the way of destiny. Shut up. He was just this kid in my head for such a long time. I think I just missed him. Did he miss you? His home! Wow, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekend Foolish Movie Podcast. My name is Mike Tang, and I'm your host for this episode. With me is my fellow podcaster, Albert Liu. Hi, everyone. In this episode... Albert and I are going to be discussing the new debut film from writer-director Celine Song called Past Lives, starring Greta Lee and Tao Yu. We'll just be just diving right into just our general thoughts, and then we'll move into kind of more details about the plot, the spoiler part. All right, so Albert, what are your thoughts about Past Lives? So, you know, I'm not really a typically a big uh you know movie watcher of, of romance stories but i i have to say that um this movie sort of touched me on in the level that i i think i haven't felt since you know honestly i, I watched before midnight um it reminded me of the before series in some ways and not quite uh in others but i think what what uh past lives does really really well is it sort of ties this idea of 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 romance with with this feeling of 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 being someone else in different periods of your life and i i truly think it's it's that sort of rare story that talks about you know how different chapters in our lives open and close and sometimes open again and um, the what ifs that sort of come with um uh that it's a stunning debut from um directorial debut from celine song uh, and uh, I, I think the characters are, are written with a lot of honesty and empathy, and 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 you believe that all these all all these people care about each other on a genuine level, uh, and uh, absolutely just one of the year's best movies. I, I think anyone who who, who can catch it uh, in the theater should catch it. I agree with you, Albert, on so many of what you, so much of what you said. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the before trilogy as well. That's actually the same, uh, the same movies that I had in mind when uh, thinking about past lives. Uh, what we're talking about is Richard Linklater's Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight. If you haven't seen those films, uh, we highly recommend that you check them out. They're some of the best I think ever made uh, in the history of cinema. I would say uh, they're some of my favorite movies as well. And this movie captures a lot of what made those movies so well as well not that his intention would uh was to capture that but i think definitely i could see the director celine song being inspired by the, the before trilogy um 
this being a debut film, I, I'm like shocked because she's directing this movie and writing it like like an established artist. And it kind of reminded me of Lulu Wang with uh with the farewell and mm. and Charlotte Wells with After Sun. Yeah. These are yeah, those are both debut films as well from those uh, respective female directors. And I, I just think there's so much talent out there that you know, that has yet to be tapped, you know, um, this has been such a male dominated industry. And now we're finally get, getting a lot of films out from uh, female directors. So uh, uh, yeah, again, I'm just blown away by Celine Song's talent. Um, I think the meat, the, the cinematography is just gorgeous. It is, yeah. you know, uh, I didn't look this up, but I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure it was shot on film. Did you, did you get to look it up? I did not know that was it was that 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 would be amazing but it definitely has that sort of texture and that type of yeah I, yeah okay. quality yeah I, I I'm like a hundred percent sure but I I didn't I didn't verify it maybe as we continue uh, talking I, I can kind of look it up and and we can come back to that but I I really think that it was shot on film uh, just the texture of it the, the graininess the, the right. soft the softness of the image right uh and, and it had kind of like the colors were very kind of desaturated. I mean, Albert, you're like a photographer, right? So I'm sure, I'm sure like the visuals spoke to you as well. Well, yeah, there are some parts in this movie that uh, look like a street photographer, a really good street photographer was walking around New York. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and just sort of just really knowing how to get the action, in the right places and the sun in the right places uh, without any sort of other types of lighting. Uh, there, there are definitely some scenes that reminded me of that. Like, wow, this is like good street yeah. photography emotion. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Like you could take, you could take a screenshot of any frame from this movie and you can like hang it up. It's just, it's just a beautiful movie. And, and, you know, it's nothing, nothing elaborate, you know, it's just like, apartment buildings apartment rooms uh you know sh shots of the city people walking around in the city but it's just how it's composed and how the camera moves uh it, you know the camera most shots are pretty still mm -hmm. but then they mo they they move at a very slow and methodical pace and I, I like love love that about the movie you know it's not they're not still shots the camera's still moving but it's like it's a very very slow movement right uh, yeah so it feels dynamic yet it's very very steady which is uh, kind of like the the entire movie itself in almost every aspect the writing the acting every nothing is overstated everything yes. is understated but nothing is melodramatic yet every every part carries a very hefty emotional weight yeah right I, whether something's right. being said or not said i was super impressed by that i, I yeah man so good so good and yeah. and, and the music I mean, the music is uh, it's it's very very ambient. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. And I think all those things working together, the the, the lightness of the script, the the cinematography, the, the the score, it's just the overall vibe of this movie. Like, I just can't wait to buy it and rewatch it and just live in the ambiance of this of this film. Yeah, um, it 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 it's sort of the movie that put that sort of like. It puts a lot of weight in why we're considered to be this could happen to someone. Like, I truly believe this is a story that uh, some people have gone through. It's possible some of us may have kind of had hints of it or parts of it in our own lives as well. And I think that's what also makes, you know, the characters and what they're going through 
um, so relatable, particularly if, you know, you're a first or second generation immigrant. There, there's a lot. I mean, I, I think it's a story that's universal, but I think if if you come from that background, there is this sort of um, extra layer of what it means to sort of have two lives, right? Or, 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 or sort of straddle in between two worlds uh, or and and two different times of your your uh, radically different times of your life right so um i'm so incredibly impressed by just the craftsmanship of, of this movie on every level you know you could tell it was um i think celine song i did read that she said this movie was partially um semi-autobiographical and i was like yeah, I, I can tell. Every every it's written with a lot of sincerity, a, a lot of honesty that you you don't um find in movies today. Um and uh I know prior to this recording we were talking about the flash and I had seen um this movie uh, the flash. I'm so sorry for bringing that up, but I gotta, it, it always, I gotta bust out my groan. I know, but it always boggles my mind how you have, have a low budget movie. And because it gets all the fundamentals of what makes a good movie right, it, it has such a bigger impact than sort of watching a you know three hundred million dollar movie that that sort of you know people are so insecure about whether it's going to make money and they make all these terrible decisions and it ends up not making that much money to begin with. So um, yeah, the contrast couldn't be that I mean more jarring to me in a way. Yeah, I love how you I love how you brought that up, right? Uh this movie was such a palate cleanser uh from what we saw in the Flash. Like not and again, the Flash wasn't a terrible movie, but I think some of those decisions in that movie just uh you know, it, it brings a lot of I guess aches and pains to the hearts of the fans, but I think this movie this movie, you know, makes you sad, but it it's uh it's almost like therapy, I guess, for for things actual things that may have happened to people you know it, i mean this is an immigrant story um but it doesn't it you know it it doesn't mean like it doesn't mean like only people who have immigrated can relate to this i, th I think we all have things that have happened to us in the past uh maybe when we were younger like in middle school or or in high school or college and then life moves on but then you always think back to you know what could have been and you kind of live in those in those uh i guess moments of regret or or uh musings about what if right what if that happened uh, instead um so uh it, i think it speaks to that so it's almost universal i think uh in what this movie touches upon i think even for me like i mean dude albert you and i are I think we're we're 40 or approaching 40 yeah uh, close yeah. to it very close to it yeah and and um, I, I have I have three kids, and I, I think it just accelerated uh, how old I feel. You know, like um, when I think when I talk to people who are either in college or single adults, just just out of college, just started working, and they're kind of dating, and, and um, just talking to them, I just feel like, gosh, that feels like two generations ago for me. Yeah, so it feels like yeah. such a long time ago. I know what you mean. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, when I, uh, when I talk to people who are younger than I am, and like anyone who's like ten years younger than I am, I, I instantly feel sort of this difference in how they approach things, but also sort of these similarities, right? I think, um, 
it's just I think the tools they have to navigate around those those similar situations are so vastly different that it's hard for me to comprehend. And and uh, you know, going back to to uh, this movie, I, I I sort of felt that sort of time capsule ish um, feeling when they were using you know things like skype in 2012 in in the middle chapter of the movie basically uh and uh uh well it's sort of yeah i, I guess we're considered the middle chapter M maybe not in the linear level like the way the movie tells it but uh uh it just kind of really brought me back to oh yeah that's kind of how those were tools i used too when i <laughs> when i was you know seeing someone or something like that it was just kind of like you know they captured that sort of excitement of like oh I'm going to get on Skype with someone really soon. You know, this is sort of a new technology. And, and, um, those, uh, those sound effects it, it yeah. brought me back. Oh, yeah. I, for like, for me, I, it took a, th this is when I, I think in a movie like this, you wouldn't expect production design to be important, but it is actually very important because it, even those little things like, uh, our two leads using, uh, growing up in Korea in, I think the 90s and then sort of being young adults in 2012. Uh, and, and having tools like Skype available to them, uh, uh, even just those little things that someone has to keep in track of to make sure you know what time you're in matter a lot. The way people dress, all that sort of stuff, uh, and, and into the present day. And maybe I was thinking about this. Maybe the reason why the movie has hit us hard is I, I, I think of it as akin to when I saw Before Sunset for the first time. I was probably pretty close to... Um, I wouldn't say I was that close, but I was kind of maybe around that time where I could relate to where those two characters uh, played by Ethan Hawke and Drew Delpy were in their lives. And I felt the same a little with, with this movie as well, because these characters are in their late thirties and, and they're sort of in this inflection point in their lives where their, their pasts and their futures are, are sort of coinciding. And they, I think um, one thing that this movie gets particularly right, and it's very philosophical about this, is when you're younger, you feel like you have options. But when you're at, you know, our times of our lives, um, and the movie points this out at, at several times, you do have to lose something to gain something. You can't have things both ways. So how how, how you choose to spend your time in this life, and I do point out this life, um, is important. But it's not going to come without sacrifice. And I've not seen many movies nail that, you know, particularly when the, even if the tell is a tell about romance. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed by that. Um, at this point, I, I think I want to talk uh, more specifics about uh, the story and the plot uh, of the movie. So let's just don't jump into full spoilers now. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen this movie, I hope our conversations kind of uh, convince you to go watch it. So please check it out. Spoiler starting right now. No, no, you're still holding on. Let go. The childhood sequence when they're 12 years old. Um, I, I really wish we actually spent more time in these moments because I think, I don't know how you felt, but when they rekindled the relationship 12 years later, um, I didn't really feel the emotions during their reunion over Skype, you know, when they were kind of like, whoa, you know, it's you. Uh, to me, I, I think the mo that moment would have hit a little harder if we had spent more time 
in their in their childhood and you know when they were 12 years old there's like a date that they go on yeah and i thought it was weird because it was uh na young's mom asking right. her if she if she liked anyone and then that kind of prompted this play date between uh na young and and um and Hesong. yeah yeah that was interesting i i get what you're saying um i i i was okay with it because i was kind of more focused on how unusual um um well, I can't say it the way you did, but basically she calls herself Nora, right? Later on, uh, uh, the, the the female lead of, of, of this story. Yeah, um, right. And, and young Nora and how unusual her parents were, how unorthodox they were. Right. And probably- They're, like, they're they, like artists, right? They're, they're artists, more, right. They're more like free thinkers. Right. So they, they don't, they may not be bound to, you know, traditional Asian ways of- of doing things and 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 you could tell that sort of makes an impression on 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 their on 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 their daughter right so she has this special memory because of this moment um and it's a memory that she she'll always hold on to uh uh that she can't let go of so um yeah i i get what you mean i i think you know the kids are 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 not but once again I, I think this kind of plays the movie straight nothing's sort of overstated they just enjoy being in each other's company and sometimes i think that's just enough um and and that's kind of why i took took away from that scene it's sort of like you you see this being reflected in their older selves they're okay with just sort of skyping and just looking at each other at times and you know so that's kind of how i saw it i, I kind of wish uh instead of the mom setting it up like it happened more organically mm. you know like maybe because they walked the same path home right and they kind of split off uh with the staircase in that mm. in that one alleyway like maybe maybe Hesong asked her to hang out after school instead of walking home uh, I, I know maybe there could have been some kind of meet cute uh, i know it's far from that kind of movie mm -hmm. but why not show us how they met how their chemistry began and maybe I mean, you know, they walk the same route, so maybe that could be a possible entry point into their childhood relationship. The fact that they walk the same path constantly uh, going home, uh, but I, I get, I get maybe because a lot of this movie is uh, autobiographical, so maybe that's not how it happened to Celine yeah. Song. But I'm just wondering if it could have been adapted for like audiences uh, to make it a little stronger. I think. Yeah, I. Interesting enough, though, I think one thing that the uh, the flashback scenes of, of 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 her two leads as children do do convey well is you can tell that they have different personalities, right? Hey Sung's much more subdued; he's much more traditional. Whereas Nora's, you know, you could tell she she has ambitions that are um, uh, greater than what she feels like she deserves, even at that young age. Um, and and she's more headstrong and I, I always felt like that probably came from her parents um but yeah i i, I see what you're saying there i i do feel like the connection could have been a little more fortified uh so you believe that this wasn't just because we have a lot of childhood friends that we just don't talk to anymore that we've made a lot of great memories with uh i think everybody does uh it has to be something very very special that um 
keeps you remembering someone for a long time and even the first love isn't always bad but i think that's kind of what the assumption was that because they are each other's first loves uh that 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 uh, kind of stays i kind of wonder if nora leaving for canada uh, or north america so soon afterwards uh i wish they kind of pushed this further maybe because i think it's implied I mean that this was her last memory and in uh, Korea, so maybe that's why it resonated that whole experience. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like uh, what we got in the movie though is it's like not enough to have uh, Hey Song hung up about this one girl for twelve years. You know, like I would, I would think like he goes to high school, he meets someone else who's like, you know, that he's like he falls in love with anyways, and and then he kind of forgets about this one date that he went on with this one girl that you know is just such a brief moment in time in middle school yeah i wonder because and that's probably maybe gets us into this next part he he did specifically say it was sort of his mandatory military service that got her him to think about her again i wonder if it's because he's such a traditional person that you know she was kind of that one for a brief flicker something he did that was unorthodox mm, i don't know if there's okay. there's possibly a, like a something cultural that i'm missing here um but that that's kind of how I, I i i i i sort of saw it because he did look kind of a little you know downcast and eating his i don't know military rations or soup or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting there so so, yeah. so so basically like it it meant more to it had a greater impact on Sung than it did on on not now young or nora uh and so and because he stayed behind because he's more traditional like that kind of uh i think that was more of a monumental thing for him yeah is that what you're saying i guess the more we talk about the more i kind of realize yeah i kind of wish they did do a little more i, I don't know why it didn't really quite bother me when when uh we i i you know i was watching it um I think this movie's almost so beautiful at some points, though, and and so seamless in the way it kind of carries you from one scene to another that uh, you don't really. <laughs> I guess those kind of questions almost don't don't sort of uh, come up or something at times, at least for me. So the movie runs at one hundred and six minutes. I think we could have added like maybe thirty or forty more minutes to this. Like I, I would not have minded if it was over two hours, three hours, even like. Uh, like hey yeah give it the epic treatment you know and, and and just add way more meat to this film like i i don't think it would have suffered i think it actually would have propelled it even for, further like what we're talking about I, I definitely have thoughts about that i actually think the the more i think about the i maybe maybe five more minutes for me but i actually think the movie is for the most part the right length it's just, i guess when we talk about the ending i i'll i'll, I'll say why but uh i actually think it's fine for the most part the, the, okay okay yeah yeah um i i i guess uh i mean the, the meat of the story right is the love triangle or mm -hmm. i guess you can call it that right yeah. uh in present day 2023 uh they're about 36 years old and um nora is married to Arthur, a white American, and then Hei Jung reaches out to her again, and then um, shows up in New York to to kind of a. Uh, he says he's on vacation, but he actually wants to see her again. And this was the most surprising aspect of the film because I think in ninety nine percent of 
movies, you know, there would be some kind of scandal or like backstabbing or someone gets hurt and there is like really dramatic, but it totally is not like Arthur jokes that he's the evil white American husband standing in the way of destiny. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I love how that was played. Like it's just, it, it goes against expectations and this man just respects and understands his wife and he kind of respects that hey give them the time to kind of figure this out and kind of like get it out you know right i think um um, you maybe i'm I'm debating whether we should actually go back a little uh and sure sure talk about how nora and Sung did did sort of meet again in their 20s right when they were sort of like in school and, and they're trying to figure out what they want and they had it you mean, you mean over skype right over skype and they also right. had that that sort of deep connection that even though they weren't physically by each other you could tell there was something there because they were willing to talk to each other all the time at any opportune moment that that they had and 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 that i, I what i like about those scenes is it sort of got got it's sort of like picked up after, you know, obviously all the changes that had happened in, in their lives since they were children. But but it, there was something very relatable about their conversations about when they were in their lives and what kind of plans that they had. And that even though they could clearly, clearly you could tell they cared about each other and enjoyed each other's company. And that's the thing. I think they just enjoy each other's company. The fact that, you know that they couldn't because of when they were in these lives and because the relationship, if there were to be one practically made no sense, does shape a lot about what would happen sort of in, in the uh, pre- quote present unquote day, uh, day versions of themselves. But yeah, yeah. I just kind of, kind of want to know, you know, what you thought about those scenes and because I, I had sort of said earlier that, you know, I like how it's a bit of a time capsule in a way. It kind of brought me back to that that era um, and, and sort of my memories with programs like Skype and how I was feeling at the time. Um, but Even you know, the, the MacBook uh, OS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got the MacBook right. I was like, okay, yeah. And, and they're dressed exactly how they probably would be at their ages. You know, hey, Sung is not as clean cut. He's kind of got that that you know that that korean guy look with the hair and and uh yeah that that part was fascinating to me too because it was kind of like i think that's where the big what if in their lives really stemmed from like what if they had one of them had gone to korea or one of them had gone to new york uh, how would have things things panned out for them yeah, and they had an opportunity to make something of that moment, right? Like, like she could have gone to Seoul, he could have gone to New York, and then they could have seen they had that opportunity, right? That, that opportunity right there to make something of this uh, of this connection that they have. But uh, but Nora is just constantly moving forward on that path, right? Uh, her parents moved to Canada, which set her on this path to become a writer. And her a career and having a career in in writing. Um, whereas he's, like you said earlier, right? He's kind of a more traditional Korean guy. Um, later on in the movie, she says he's so Korean. Yeah, yeah, it's right. one of the funniest scenes in the movie, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and th- th- there's so much I want to unpack. Yeah, conversation because yeah, it's, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think I think that's just kind of like because of the way that they are, I think she's always she's like the progressive and he's like the conservative kind of, you know, he's kind of just set on this uh, path for him in Korea, not really able to kind of break out of that. Whereas she's already left and she's now she's constantly trying to progress in life and, yeah. and, and chase after this goal. They're already a little different. My my wife had pointed this out. I mean, she watches like a lot of K dramas, but I did read about this later. Um, her Korean is a little different than his. It's a little more, um, supposedly a little more stilted. So she she is already different at that point, um, than he is in in many ways. It's it's one of those very subtle, um, details well, about that movie. I, yeah. Also, uh, well, Hannah uh, Hannah Tang, who has been a guest on this podcast. She's a Korean American, <laughs> and she's actually she actually said that uh, Greta Lee's Korean is uh pretty terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I kind of wish Hannah saw the movie now and 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 joined us. I would actually yeah. love to hear so her maybe, take so, on it. Yeah. So I mean that that is the reason why their Korean is so different is because hers <laughs> hers apparently sucks. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's important. That's a good detail to have, right? Uh, and, and well, it makes sense for her character, right? She's like immigrated. And she's like you know she's practically a westerner mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like uh aquafina's character in the farewell right like, yeah like, yeah which i related a lot to because i'm like that's pretty much how terrible my chinese is so i yeah. get it <laughs> but uh uh gosh you know i i want to also go back and talk very briefly about one one of the scenes uh where she's about to sky i just love greta lee so much in this she's so good but there's this one part where it's also one of those scenes that looks absolutely fantastic where you're sort of like looking at her down uh downward at street it's it's sunlit uh it's golden hour and you know she's walking a little slowly and it's when she realizes she's gonna skype with Sung soon you can see her run run a little quicker and you just see her shadow on the ground i just Damn, you know, going back to cinematography, uh, goodness, that the you know that scene really, really conveys a lot. Um, it's it's just moments like that which make me in love with the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, yeah, I agree with it. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Um, there's just so, there's so much in there that I would love to rewatch and just over and over again. Yeah. Um. They talk about inyon, which is uh, destiny or fate, uh, basically with anyone we encounter. In the movie, they say if you brush up against each other in the street, this is uh, inyon. Uh, even someone who brings you a cup of coffee or a cup of water, uh, that's inyon. Mm -hmm. The person who brings you a cup, cup of water is different than your husband, for example. That's a more serious and deeper uh, inyon. So uh, just this idea of like fate and destiny right, in this movie um and it could be like has to do with like anyone and for her she meets arthur right uh arthur who happens to be at the same writing camp or or writing retreat mm -hmm. right yeah yeah so um yeah i i just uh it's almost it's like a tragedy almost right like this uh this this almost like this force of nature that's kind of bringing her in, into people's lives and out of people's lives and then how how it's like there's like this effect that has a ripple effect over over decades right that just uh it's hard to shake off yeah no it's um 
it, it's such a it's such a well conveyed theme in in the movie too and and i i think the way they kind of go back to it and sort of tie everything together with it was just you know that's good writing <laughs> that's really good writing and uh and it kind of gives the title of the movie past lives many different meanings uh because of that it could be a past life you you've had at a certain age at a certain place in time um as well this as well as this sort of allegorical buddhist notion of, of that whatever is meant to happen is meant to happen um with with the people uh in your lives or past ones or like canon ones. events right canon events right <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah it's just uh it's so beautiful the way 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 um it's um it's it's all talked about um yeah uh i mean do, do you want to talk about the the next part of it when they're adults now because you're right i think that is sort of where the meat of the story really is yeah, the love triangle. The love, tri the yeah. love triangle, right, yeah. Um, it's just very refreshing to see something different, like a, a husband who's understanding Yeah. Uh, and respectful of that. And you can tell he's uncomfortable, but right. he's trying his best to be supportive of his wife. Um, <laughs> but allow, okay, so like she goes on like essentially two dates with Heijung. I mean, they're just hanging out and catching right. up as friends. Right. That's but you can doing. easily, it's like kind of blurs the lines between, dude, is this a date or, you know, what, what are they doing here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. There are some uh, moments where uh, they're close to touching, but they're not, but yes. you feel it. It might as well be right. Yes. And there yeah. are these glances that give each other that are like, you could see that connection happening yeah even though they're not even that physically close to each other it's, yeah yeah it's so and, well and, done yeah and i love how she goes home and arthur's playing ps5 oh yeah <laughs> it's like oblivious to everything he's got oh, the God. sony headphones on yeah, yeah you know what i i know that uh greta lee and i can't suppose his name again he's popular but i didn't know yeah yeah they're great but uh, John John Magaro, am I even saying that right? He he's really fantastic too. He he sort of he without him, you would just think that you know he's the third wheel in in this love triangle. But he's not. They're they're all three people that you feel empathetic to. They're they're sort of clashing in a way, but they're also not because they're they're good people and they do care about each other. But it's just there's this weird week where where things are sort of coming together and 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 arthur uh you could tell he really truly loves his wife and that's how you know he's a really good person because he goes out of his way to learn korean because he wants to understand her better because he knows there's this other identity you have and you know we i don't know if you see stays on this science has proven that if you do talk another language you do have a different personality and and and, and you know, therefore, sort of a different life, and 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 he, he it, there's this part he loves her so much, but he knows there's this part he doesn't, he can't reach that he's willing to try to reach it, and he knows that this whole thing with her, you know, quote old flame is part of that process, and and, and I think he he loves her so much in a genuine way that he he wants to see her sort of like grow, and and the whole thing is written so well that. You never question it. Like in the tr if you watch the trailer, I don't know if you did, you kind of think, oh, maybe he is the other person. But because of this movie, you realize he really isn't. Um, and so I, I thought that was extremely, extremely well done. It could have easily, you know, it could have easily gone wrong. 
Right. Yeah, that's that scene. What you said just now just reminded me of that scene when they're in bed and he tells her that uh, she dreams in Korean. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't have access to any of that. You know, he doesn't, there's that part of her that he doesn't, he's not a part of. So that's why he's trying to learn Korean to kind of, to gain that, 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 um, that uh, insight into, into who she is, you know, uh, I, I, I'm butchering it. Uh, the way he says it in the movie is way more poetic, way more beautiful than, than what I'm trying to say right now. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, going back to that PS5 uh, game yeah. that he's playing, they don't show you the game that he's playing, but he's pressing the uh, the R, the R1 and L1 buttons a lot. Interesting. I'm wondering if he was playing God of War because because I'm playing that right now. Good and, point. And, yeah. So I'm like, huh. I wonder. Anyways, just just uh just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I feel like anyone can relate to that scene. Like any. <laughs> <laughs> especially if you're like the husband who loves gaming yeah you just get it we, we've all we've all had those, those moments where we're so sucked in we're almost oblivious uh but you know i i think that was almost intentionally done to make you think he wasn't so oblivious uh but he 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 uh made you think he was a bit oblivious but he isn't which is gives his character a lot of depth and he's also a writer too so that's why when he even mm, so sure. Had that, uh, had <laughs> who wrote a book called Boner, which which kind of made me laugh, but <laughs> but, but uh, that whole scene where he's he he's like, you know, if I were gaming out the scenario, I'm the evil white American <laughs> in this story, right, I'm getting right, away, yeah, Destiny. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that makes sense for someone who's a writer to to sort of see, uh, yeah, 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 which was interesting. But uh, I, I don't know if you also looked at some of the interviews, but the actor did say he was married to a Korean American. And so he, there, there are a lot of parts of him that he did bring bring to his character. Like oh, he just cool. got it. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, do you, okay. Do you feel like his character was kind of like a doormat? Like he just kind of laid down and allowed this to happen. Uh, let his wife go on these dates with, uh, with her old flame. No, um, I didn't. I, I think, I mean, I think had it been more badly written, uh, not, but it wasn't. It, it would have been portrayed that way, but never did I think he was really a doormat. I think he was just he didn't want to get in the way of of something that was so important to his wife, you know, because he couldn't access that part. So he, he was like the way I interpreted it was he kind of it's like what he said this this dude, and maybe in real life you would probably think, wait, you know, is something even really going to happen? It's been so many years. Maybe they've never even seen each other physically since they were 12 or 11. I maybe I could kind of see that point, but I, yeah, I just didn't feel like he really was a doormat. I think when he made, had that whole line about, well, this dude flew 3,000 miles a year, I'm not going to tell you not to see him in the context of what he says earlier about how how he 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 wants to try to reach to another part of her. It, it, it made more sense to me. Yeah, yeah, the, what, yeah. What did you think? Uh, I did. Uh, there are some points where I'm like, oh, he's walking like a very fine line right now. Yeah, I, I, I felt yes. like, but yeah. but I think, I think at the end, um, you know, there's that bar scene where she's just talking to him in Korean, and then he's just kind of like off to the side. But then, but then when uh, I, I don't know, I, I'm assuming she went to the bathroom. Uh, but then it's Arthur and Heijung. They're just sitting there at the bar. Yeah. And uh, he tells Hei Jung something along the lines of like, 
like hey john's like kind of apologetic he's like very respectful yeah um but then arthur's like uh, no no what you what you did was right this is yeah. uh this is the right thing to do right um so i i kind of love that like he's just like he's allowing them to figure it out like yeah to, to kind of not figure it out sorry he's allowing them to bring the resolution bring that chapter to a close and i think he's just kind of trusting that that both people like he trusts his wife and he trusts his wife to kind of uh um bring that kind of resolution that she never had is like brings that kind of closure that she never had with with this guy yeah and i think uh you you can sense how uncomfortable and how difficult it is for him to be stuck in this situation in a way i think that kind of makes the audience feel for him a lot and see you know this is a pretty stand-up guy and it yeah, yeah. kind of goes back to what hey jung said sung said about um you know i never expected to right i really like your husband a lot and that that makes his position even harder too to to for him to sort of reconcile where there is any sort of possibility of of something continuing with Nora. Um, it's very powerfully done. And speaking of the bar scene, let's go back to the intro of the movie. The movie does start with the bar scene, but not from the perspective of our main characters, but from the perspective of of an observer who's just trying to guess what's going on. I thought that was. A very very smart way of observing. I love that. I, I loved love it. That. Yeah, and it kind of being, but because you already sense the observer's sort of biases about what she thinks this the situation is uh, based on what she thinks about you know gender roles or 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 or, or you know eth- sort of ethnic assumptions, which is sort of fascinating. But it, it it also but the thing is, it feels real. It feels like you know that's what people do. So, yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I loved it. Love it. Um, when Arthur meets Heijong for the first time in the apartment, like I love there's like this extended silence between the two. They just kind of look at each other. Yeah. It's it's like they're trying to process like or sizing oh my... each other up because yeah, this yeah. guy is so Korean, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. So uh and then uh yeah, it was funny. But I don't know if you if you read in interviews or heard this. Uh, I was watching some behind this uh, uh some interviews with the cast, and then they said that that actually was the first time the actors met. Oh no way! Yeah, and then they rolled the camera. So even even in um they, they were doing Zoom meetings, right? Um, yeah. And then both actors had to have their screens turned off because they didn't want them to see each other. Oh, it's so, brilliant! Yeah, so they preserved that until that moment on set when they uh first met and so that that was like a genuine reaction oh love it oh that's brilliant directing right that's a good move yeah that's yeah. a really good move wow no i'm very impressed by that um you're you're a new yorker i was kind of wondering what you, you thought about all those places that uh, they were meeting up at you know i i thought i mean i've been to all those places actually that they were walking through but uh uh i absolutely kind of loved how they uh, just sort of framed everything in relationship to this couple. There's this one scene, I think it may have been kind of unintentionally funny, but they're walking by that carousel that sort of juts into yes. the Brooklyn River by Dumbo. And um, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but everybody else around them was actually a couple in love, except for those two. Uh, I, I, I didn't know where to laugh or or think is this this is for real is this you know them is this all intentionally sort of tempting these two people to do something but yeah anyways i just wanted to know your thoughts about how 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 they did scenes like that 
Oh, there's this one scene uh, where they're talking. It's like a long shot, um, but it's like they're talking they're at, a, uh, at a distance and they're in a, a park with lots of trees and then there's like a bridge in the background. And then they once they reach, uh, once they get closer and closer to the camera, we pan over and then it's the freaking New York City skyline with the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, yeah. Like that was like my one of my favorite shots uh in the movie it's just breathtaking um so yeah i i i i loved it I, you know they freaking showed new york as like you know what it is the greatest city in the world right it's kind of like well it's majestic why why, why would nora leave this you know it's, it's... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah i mean new york like any city is a mess but it's just you get so much out of the um energy of the people and just the locations, right? Especially if you're creative, it's very, it's like fuel. Um, so yeah, I, I thought all those parts were really well done. Even the part when they were going to uh, check out the uh, Statue of Liberty, that, that was awesome. Oh yeah, 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 right. Very well done, that sort of, also sort of a long shot, but sort of, this also looks like something that a street photographer would frame up, but sort of the silhouettes of them um, waiting for the ferry and and there's sort of a nice character moment between um yeah Aesung and Nora where he asks her if she's hungry and then he actually you know being a gentleman he had something for her to uh, eat and it's like those little gestures I think that feeds so much into uh what what the what this character really is it's just like man you know that's detail right there um so I really want to talk about the final 10 minutes. Yes. Um, but do you have any other thoughts before we get to that point? Because I think that would be a good place to kind of... Yeah, we already talked about the bar scene. I think the bar scene pretty much, you know, you could tell there's a real connection um, that Hesong has with Nora and, and they're talking about their what ifs, right? Right. Uh, had, had it either them just taken one different step, what would their lives be? Uh, but yeah, I and I think that just leads to uh, next time I say, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, in my mind, this movie was a four star movie. Oh god, I had the same feeling actually. And then the fi- yeah. final ten minutes happens, yeah. and I'm like, this is four and a half to five. Yeah, like, agreed. Yeah, it's like it went off the charts. Right. Um, yeah. So what I, the scene I'm thinking about is uh, Nora walking Heijong to his Uber. And then they're like standing there on the sidewalk and it's supposed, and then Hei Jung says that it's supposed to come in two minutes. Right. And they just stand there in silence and yeah. they slowly shift and face each other. There are no words spoken, just the wide shot of two people staring at each other. The atmosphere of this scene was just so electric. Tense, um, man. I was, in the I was at the edge of my seat yeah. and it's just, yeah. It's just the simplest of shots, but it's like everything that came before it. And it's just, it earns that moment. Uh, and I'm just like, it's so beautiful because Warner Brothers can throw $200 million on screen right. and still not produce like what I felt at the end of this movie, you know? Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah. Uh, and and then, um, you know, they say goodbye. She walks home in uh, silence. Yeah. And then she breaks down in the arms yeah. of Arthur. And I just, you feel the weight of 24 years pour out of her in that moment. Yeah. And it's, and I love it because it's, 
you know, they don't say anything, but it's just, it's confusing. It's complicated. Those emotions are complicated. People are complicated. Yeah. And, and these past lives, they, you think it's gone, right? Like she's, she was happily married at this point in the story, but then Hadron coming back, it just kind of unearths all those things that we thought we had moved on from, but we never properly resolved. And I think, I think you just feel all of that in that moment without having been being told what she's feeling, you know? Yeah. I was really, man, that you're right. I, I actually had the same exact thought you did for me. That was a, you know, really good movie. I don't know. It was more than, you know, four stars in my book. I hate rating movies like that sometimes, but for sure. Yeah, I, I know yeah, what, yeah. I know what you mean. It's this feeling you have about the movie and boom, you know, it ties everything together. And, and and you're right. It totally earns its moment. I was, you know, like you said, I was at the edge of my seat because I was like, you know, something's going to happen. What is going to happen? Um, and, and, and because you know, whatever happens will, will change these people's lives forever. It's, it's, it's some decisions going to be made about them needing to say that decision has been made. And I think when he has that conversation with her uh, about maybe will mean something different in their life, but I guess it's implying not in this life, you know, it's goodbye. And it's like sort of the most heartbreaking goodbye ever. And it's not like it's a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just, it's just what he is. And I think when she was going back in that same shot, before and you could tell she's slowly breaking down this is i think it's incredible uh how these you know uh these actors sort of held their own in this scene you you felt uh she's crying like she hasn't since she was a kid in front of Haysong, right she all that's she's not just saying goodbye to someone she's saying goodbye to her past she's saying goodbye to you know some unresolved um you know uh crisis of identity that may have stemmed from from that move uh she's saying goodbye to someone she had sort of held on to for a long time and just that emotional release is 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 really man it just broke me uh i i i i have no problems with saying that i teared up that was i i I, whatever we say will not i think come close to just seeing that scene um and, and and absorbing it because it's just weird it's like it's cathartic and sad at the same time uh not just for her but you know Hayesung you could tell is different after that you could tell his sort of just accepted uh things as they are like it wouldn't be too far for I think and let me know if you think this way for him to sort of go back resolve things with his girlfriend uh that he wasn't seeing uh or had separated for for a time and try to make it work it's is already like I'm ready to get, to move on to the next step, but yeah, jeez, man, no, you're right. It's it's so good, and kudos to the actors for being able to sort of pull off that scene too. And Celine Song, man, just showing so much restraint mm-hmm. in that in that final moment. You're not shooting close up to the actors; you're far away. Right. It's a white. You see their entire body. You see the sidewalk and everything. And, and I, I think a lesser director would maybe just be right up against them. Not yeah. saying that that's wrong or anything, but like, I I think the restraint that she shows and kind of just uh, uh, being so detached, I guess in a way that you're just walk, you're like an observer. Um, I, I think it's very powerful. Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, like, it's like um, 
emotion highly emotionally charged without having to rely on extremely dramatic um acting or lines of dialogue to make it work right no one's like yelling at each other it's just but it, it, it because they aren't what happens means so much more you know it she it, it's confident directing on the part of Celine Song to sort of like I trust audience to sort of know what how heavy this scene actually is even if there's not that much dialogue happening um it's crazy it's almost like goodness I, I was thinking about this it's almost like um when you're young and you 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 kind of know something with someone is over and you you don't can't articulate it but you know it's gonna happen and and sort of like that last talk is like the longest <laughs> few minutes of your life that that's kind of what that scene is super good at doing i have to say yeah that's right uh, oh you know as you were talking i just realized I've been calling uh, the character wrong. Uh, his name is not Hei Jung, it's Hei Sung. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> I think I said Hei Jung at one time too. I just, uh, the entire episode. Apologies, like, everyone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I said his name wrong. I said his name wrong. I'm pretty sure I did too at some point. So, yeah. All right. But, uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I definitely want to watch it again. I kind of wish it wasn't such a heavily crowded summer uh movie watching month because uh, i i really feel like it's the type of movie i think the more you watch it i i'm willing to bet you're gonna get more out of it um yeah yeah um you know I, i'm actually so the, uh, the day after tomorrow I'm, I'm going to asia for a month all right and i saw that this movie was in theaters and i'm like i have to see it now before i leave because I know when I come back, it's not going to be in theaters and I'm going to miss out on seeing this on the big screen. And I'm so grateful that I got to see it in theaters and I'm so glad that you got to see it and we get a chance to kind of unpack like what a meaningful movie this was uh, for us. Yeah, no, agreed. I'm, I'm glad we talked about it. I uh, I hope more people watch it. Uh, well, I, I hope they watch it before we listen to, uh, they listen to this uh, podcast, but I hope, you know... Um, even just having our podcast up might get one or two people out to, because I've been telling everybody freaking watch this movie. It's I just watch it. Dang it. You know, like I want to see what you think. Cause I, I, I kind of feel like it's also a movie where people will get different things out of it too. Right. Because I think there are parts of it that touch on everybody's sort of individual experiences, that I, but you know, maybe differently in a way that's, you know unique um so I, yeah it's just man you know it's definitely when the when the sundance buzz came out about it, it being one of like the year's best movies already i was kind of like really but you know there's a lot of buzz uh so I, it kind of got me interested um uh in, in checking this movie out while, as early as i can i'm i'm, I'm really glad i did too well, uh, we want to thank you. Uh, if you've been listening to this, uh, thank you so much for checking out the Week in Foolish Movie Podcast. We hope you loved past lives as much as uh, we did. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you around. Bye, everyone. We're not done yet. No. The Supreme Leader is wise. I'm sure you are. Blow that piece of junk out of the sky!